Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm wearing a sweatshirt for about a, another minute because the. I love Mike. This, I, is, I, this is karma. So. I got a mic. You have no microphone? No, I'm one Sam, can you turn her microphone oh, on? This is the universe telling me to go there, home. There you go. There you go. Oh, no, it's on. Oh, now you got to stay. Meh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> do you remember this time? Uh, a week ago, we were complaining that the temperature in here was 57 degrees. Yeah, it was cold. Oh, we remember. The temperature in this studio is now 89 degrees. It's 89, I, Sam. I don't know if the, if people are trying to screw with us. They're trying to smoke us out. And uh, this it is, is wonderfully regulated in here. It's not the week to do this today, Dana. I, I am hanging Why? on by a thread. What's going on? It's Talk to me, 89 Goose. degrees. You're not doing well. 89 degrees. Well, I have many things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about the game last night. I want to talk about Jason Kelsey. That made me cry. Um, I want to talk about uh, the weather that I need to leave because I've got some issues going on in my brain because of it. Um, I, 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 you, you are literally, I, I'm watching a human being It's this implode. week every year. And yep. here's the deal. If you are smart and you pay attention, and I do not profess to be either one of those things, um, your life is a series of patterns. And I'm going to remind myself next year, and I should have done it this year, that the week that all of the children leave me and go back to school, which is where they belong, generally... No, no that's not where they belong. Not, not in your book. Generally your book. is the same week that the bottom falls out here in Kansas City, and it's cold and it's snowing, yeah. it's better for my mental health if I do this down south where my mom and dad are. And I looked at flights last night, $700. I'm not spending $700 to get out of here. That would be silly. But I am now recognizing that it's probably, I can't even get out of bed right now, Scott. Legit cannot get mm. out of bed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, legitimately. Like depression? Um, it, well, it's seasonal. Season, seasonal it's seasonal. Disorder. And I yeah. know that, and I know it will stop. I know it will it, I'll get over the hump in about a week. It'll be fine. But, like, I called Carrie on my way in, and I go, this is the day that at 1245, I thought, I cannot go to work. I can't. I cannot mm -hmm. get out of bed. I cannot go to work. And that's silly. I, I know I've got to get up. I know I've got to get out. I'll feel better once I get up and out. But you're not alone. I, and and let, let me tell you something. If I may. Oh, please. I know. Um, I know what this is. It's seasonal affective yeah. disorder. 
is it, what it is. And, and it, thank God it's or, not deep, dark, clinical depression. Because yeah, I, I, I generally recognize what that is, too. It's situational depression. It's situational. Yeah. It's this time of year. Every year the house gets, you know, from so loud, there's shoes everywhere, everyone is home, yeah. to deathly quiet. And then I and go you, home, and, you, and, and it's you, snowing. You, you can't do that. I can't handle the quiet. Nope. And I did paint last night for a while, and that helped. I watched the game, and then Jason Kelsey was crying, and then I was crying. And pretty sure that's the end of his uh, beautiful, lovely football career. Uh, we saw that one coming. He had mentioned oh. on the New Heights podcast oh, no. multiple times. He, we'll see how it goes this season, Sam, which is basically his no, way he, of saying. He, he announced last night he, yeah. he's, he, oh, he's retired. Oh, God, the shots of him hugging his coach and – then did you see as he left, his head hanging low, he looked up and his father was in the front row of those stands and Kylie Kelsey was in the front row mm. and he said something to them and just, you just know at some point for everyone, your career comes to an end, whether that's by choice or by force. For all of us listening at some point, yeah, sure. your working career comes to an end. And, and, and your brother's going to have two Super Bowl rings and you'll never have any. Well, I, Chris told me he has one. Is that true? I don't believe that's okay. correct. Okay. I didn't. I wondered about that. Anyway, I just think he's the nicest guy. I'm not a huge Philly no, fan. he's a good guy. But he's such a good guy. And so this goes back to my seasonal. Like, I'm literally sitting there and I see, and I'm just wanting them to score once. Just make it a game. They just crapped the bed last night. 32 to 9. How did they go from 10 and 1 to like nothing and 6 or whatever it was? So I'm sitting there and then I see him and he's crying on the sidelines and I'm like, <laughs> oh God. I'm so sorry, uh, Jesse no, Kelsey. No, and then wait. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Oh and, my God. And you're, you're not. Well, let me let me phrase this properly. I love him because we you're, love Travis. You, we, a, I don't have any connection to Jason Kelsey. You're an ugly crier. I love the podcast. He does have one Super Bowl ring. Uh, yeah, Chris told me he has so, one, and it was many did, years ago. With whom did he win it? Uh, he's been with the Eagles his entire career. Yeah. Uh, and it oh, was did he win it with? The, okay, all right. Yeah. When the Eagles won. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Chris comes home and he's so like, "Oh, he's got a Super Bowl ring. That's good." He, Chris, has the opportunity. Had the Steelers won, which clearly did not happen. Had the Steelers won, well, well aware. <laughs> he was going to be in town this weekend because they lost. He's going to St. Louis for a meeting and he has asked me to go with him. And that gives me, cause he knows he's like, I feel like you need to maybe let's just get out of town for a couple days. So right. I am going to go to St. Louis with him over the weekend. It's not Florida. <laughs> uh, you're driving slightly further North. It's actually worse, but yeah. he, he knows. He, the man that married wait, me knows. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Yeah. Um, I've been married to you on this radio program for 12 years. Yeah, we actually spend more time together than Chris and I do. Yeah, so I know you better than Chris does. Correct. I hope he t takes no offense. No, he would agree with that. Uh, you going to St. Louis is a bad decision. I thought I'd go to the, um, you know, I love no, their, this is bad. their botanical garden. Is that even open right now? No. It is at a casino. It's eight degrees outside. <laughs> well, now we know why she's going to St. Louis, because she can go to the casino there with no guilt. I will there, tell you this. There is a casino here. I, know. I, I will tell you this. This is a bad decision. I looked at flights flying from St. Louis to go see my mom and dad. That's the flight that was $700. Why don't you just drive? To my mom and dad's? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess I could. It's like, it would be less than $700. Yeah, that's get true. Get you out of here for a week. Listen, you know that I would love to have you in this studio uh, 52 weeks out of the year. But I know that you need help. By help, you need the coast. You need your parents. Go. 
Yeah. Get in the car and go. I just need to get past this week and I'll be fine. And then you know what else, Scott? I was talking to my friend Amy about this. Then you feel guilty that, like, that's the biggest problem in my life. Like, I actually feel guilty that I feel so low right now. Like, I feel guilty that, that I'm not homeless. And, like, I was talking about this today. Like, this is so stupid. But it happens to me every single year around the third week of January. It happens to all of us, though. I mean, I am refusing to get out of bed right now. Typically, I am a 7.30 a.m. guy. So I'm a 9 a.m. guy Sam, right I now. got out of bed at 12.54 because Chris said to me, honey. You got to go to work. Honey. You were in bed at 12.54. You got, you got to get up. You got to get, you gotta, you gotta oh, get out of bed. Dana. Oh, no, it was bad. And like, I said, I, I don't want to. And he goes, I know. You gotta get out. You gotta get up, babe. I was in bed at eight thirty, and I thought, "Oh my God, something's wrong with me," and I forced myself 830 to get eight thirty a.m. Yeah. No, oh God, there's no. no way I could not do that right now. No, I I, I woke up at um, what time did we wake up? Six. We woke up at six, and I laid in bed until eight thirty watching the news, and finally at eight thirty. T was already, she's already gone, done her thing. And finally, I, I was like, I have got to get out of this bed. It oh, is, see, I'm, it is Sam and I are the opposite. If I'm in that in bed, morning. you cannot get me out of it right now. You oh, I cannot. had to force see, myself I, out I, of it. I start o'clock. to feel guilty. For what? It's your house. It's your bed. I, I know. You're not curing cancer. I Serious. mean, what, what else would you be doing? No, Serious question, though. Should humans hibernate? Yes. Because I've looked into this, and the only reason we don't evolutionarily is because most of the eat. human population was on the equator. And so it was constantly tropical. Got it. And so did the Eskimos hibernate when they eventually if, moved up the phones there? phones are already ringing. If this is you... I know, random question. And you're feeling as bad as Sam and I are right now, let me just tell you this. Please, please go get vitamin D. Because I have not been as good about it as I should. And I've got the super fancy soluble, it, your whole body processes it and keeps it in. I took three last night. Okay. I took three today. Like I am truckloading vitamin D. Okay. I thought I was. I, I thought I was alone, an island on this show, with staying in bed until seven thirty, eight thirty in the morning. Twelve. I had fifty four. I had no idea that the two of you were suffering. No, because I just want to sleep. What you do when you have this, especially this week, you know, in the summer. I get up, oh. I get out, there's sunshine, I go yeah. play golf, I go do something outside. Go outside. I need the sun. Yes, yes. And it, their sun is shining now, but it's it's just so gray that I just want to sleep. And the vitamin D will help you people. We are all so deficient in I, the Midwest. I, I am telling you right now that this is actually good for me to hear you and Sam talk like this. Oh, it's the worst. I, I thought I was alone. I, I thought... I'm laying in bed at 8.30 in the morning. And and then uh, one day last week, it was 9 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just call me. I'll go just go right back to bed, throw the covers over your head. And then it just gets worse. It's like a cycle. Yes. Because once and, you're in bed, and you then, can't get out of bed. You like, don't want to like, get out of bed. And then it hits 9 o'clock, and you're like, we'll go to 9.30. Well, I told you and one then, day last week I made my bed twice in the same morning. That's because yes. I went back to bed. At least you made your bed. What is wrong <laughs> with us? I'm telling you, it's this week, Scott. I think if we look it up, this is the most seasonal effective week of the year. But then Carrie reminded me today, we get 30 more minutes of daylight this okay. month. And then it's like another hour next month. Yes. So I'm glad you mentioned that. We're, we've so, got more 
behind us than we do in front of us. So I was on the phone earlier today with my neighbor uh, and dear friend, Heather Mead. And we were talking, and she's out of nowhere, she says, just remember, the days are getting longer. Every day. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. And I remembered last night, I went down to the basement to go to the bathroom, and I came up on the elevator, and it was 5.03, whatever, 5.04, and the sun was still out. At work. At 5.04. I was like, you have an elevator in your house? (laughs) (laughs) No. God, I missed that memo. God, now I am depressed. So, so. That's in the West Wing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. We're, so, we're getting so a little su- bit more daylight. Every, every day you get two more minutes of daylight. Every day. Okay. Here's the other reason we should all be thankful this week. Not only do we have a home and we have family and we have our health. All of the things I keep reminding myself that make me feel guilty that I'm so down right now. Um, we also have all 10 of our fingers and toes. And coming up later in the show, we are starting to hear about the numbers of people who thought it would be funny to go to Arrowhead and take their shirts off mm-hmm. and not wear gloves. You're idiots. And I, I actually feel for them because two days later, you know, um, there a lot of them are still hospitalized. Many of them in the burn unit. And we'll we'll talk about that. Whoa. That's where you go, Scott. When when you climb Everest without gloves. Um, and so, you know, there's that. I have all my fingers and toes. I am thankful for that. 913-586-7798. Sam Stevie the Third, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Phones are ringing. Here on KMBC. You all are depressed with me. Come on in. It is 88 degrees here in the studio. Still didn't feel like uh, Florida. Just had a friend send me a text that said, open a window. All right. Really I'd like, quick. I'd like to. Uh, really quick, because the board is full. And I'm so glad I brought this up, because when I first walked in today, more like The Walking Dead, I walked in like Frankenstein, just like, Bleh. and Scott and Sam were like, Sam stood up and he goes, are you okay? And I go, no, I hate this week. I hate this week. Uh, listen to this. Uh, This is from uh, Wayne Television in Columbus, Ohio. Is the third Monday of January the saddest day of the year? Expert explains. This is not just us. Which, by the way, is Martin Luther King Day every year. The third Monday of, of January. Infamously known as Blue Monday, the third Monday of January is regarded as the most depressing day of the year. The term gained traction in 2005 by a travel company that was capitalizing on the best time for travelers to book getaway trips. Then a psychologist came up with a formula using factors like post-holiday blues, that's when the kids leave, failed New Year's resolutions, all of those things, the bills are coming due, uh, to define Blue Monday. For a lot of us in the field, there was more skepticism because how do you come up with a formula like that? How do you boil it down to one thing? I would stress the season over the day... And for some, it might uh, persist rather beyond that. We could take hits. We could feel it this time of year. And sadly, for many, it's more than one day. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be longer. Blue Monday also corresponds with seasonal affective disorder. This is not just us, people. It's not. It's not me. I mean, it is me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. But it's not me. Was that a Taylor Swift lyric? Science. 
It's a thing. I'm just saying. It makes me feel better to think that a scientist is like, you're, yeah, you're, you've got this girl. You, you, it's not you're just not you. Al- Dana, you're not alone. I know, but I feel like I have to rationalize it constantly. Why? I don't know. Dana, we, you and I... we should be fine. I mean, all this stuff that I know is complete BS. You I will would, say exercise ahead, is huge. Because one thing that we don't do in the winter is exercise. A lot of us just sit down because it's cold outside. Right, right. I have to force myself to go to the gym, and I feel way better when I'm driving. I saw a woman. You know know why I didn't go to the gym today? Because it was cold. Because it was eight degrees below zero. I saw a woman last night walking her dog with a blinky vest on, and I wanted to pull over and say, are you okay? Do you need help? Blink twice. Blink twice if you need help, because you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Tony in South Kansas City. Tony, good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. I had to call in because you guys are always putting a smile on my face and making me laugh, and I can relate to what you're talking about. You guys have already brought up several reasons why you feel the way you do. I myself suffer from bipolar and depression, and I ran a support group for 25 years, and I will tell you that you can just about set your watch once the time changes yep. and you have less sunlight. And the thing I wanted to bring up, which a lot of people don't think about, is when kids in the wintertime, when kids go out and play, sledding or whatever, yeah. they have a great time. But as adults, we can't do it because we might break a bone or something. So we just stay inside and cuddle and don't want to get out in the cold. And so I think exercise is very important. And like Scott says, who wants to get up when it's a blow? I agree. Nobody does, but I'm not afraid I'm going to go outside and break a bone. And, and Tony, you're right. The kids are sledding today. KU is off today. And one of the things my daughter says, we're going sledding. Um, you know where they go. Oh, yeah, down the hill. By all, Potter literally Lake. By, Well, and also, when I was in college, they shut off cross traffic around Tennessee. And you could just slide all the way down. Was it 14th Street? 12th hold on for dear life hope you don't fly on, I, I don't i don't ever remember Ohio. doing that <laughs> <laughs> slide right into the hawk uh brian in overland park brian good afternoon hello hey thanks a lot great great topic very timely you know, did, i was i was thinking earlier today i was like you know i, I feel kind of like just not getting out of bed sometimes and i thought you know it seems like some other people i talk with the same way i think generally people are are shifting their priorities, and I'm not saying uh, they just, uh, they're not as motivated to like live their life. And, uh, hmm. you know, they, they find they have what they need and they don't need to really do much more. That's kind of my thought. But, hmm. um, you know, if you, uh, if you do stay active, uh, you know, and, and going outside at minus eight really wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> It'll smack dude, you right dude, in the face, won't it? Dude, I, I I put the dog outside this morning, and it hurt. Yeah. You're mean. It, it, what do you mean I'm mean? I had The dog had to go to the bathroom. There are people bringing their horses inside. I saw that last night because it's mm-hmm. so cold, Brian. And I think, you know, that's part of it. And, and whether or not we can all agree that yesterday was the day, I can tell you I felt it deeply yeah. starting yesterday. Yeah. Maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. I have a couple of songs I found that, you know, I like just to play them because they're just, they get me going. Yeah. And one of them is Little Willie. Little Willie? And I want to know why doesn't he want to go home? 
I, I, the Little Willies is actually a band um, uh, headed by Nora Jones. Little Willie? Yeah, unless he was trying to make a joke, which is fine, too. I, I think he was trying to make a joke. And he said, I, I'm trying to figure out why he doesn't want to go home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm thinking there's a joke if you look up there. Nora Jones and Little Willie, you, you, you will get results. 913-586-7798. Sam Stevie, Dana Wright, Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I missed this from Adam Schefter, and it's the one time I sort of wish he was wrong. Six-time All-Pro and a future Hall of Fame center, Jason Kelsey, did in fact tell Eagles teammates in Monday night's post-game locker room that he is in fact retiring. The 36-year-old became visibly emotional at the end of the Eagles' 32-9 blowout to the Buccaneers. He has considered retiring after other recent seasons, but this time is said to be real and happening. That being said, he has so much more to offer the world without sacrificing his brain and his body. For, for sure. Just go be an analyst. Go keep doing that phenomenal podcast that puts a smile on my face every night. Well, and that's what, what he a said career. on the podcast is that he was tired of being in pain 24-7. Yeah. And that's why he kind of hinted at, hey, if, if this season doesn't go well, which yeah. it was going really well for the first 11 and, games. Until it wasn't. Uh, and then they just kind of imploded. He hinted at it's going to be the end for me. You know, I have a friend who knows a sports psychologist who like breaks down all this stuff because I said, how do you go from 10 and one to not just not winning at all? And it's one piece of the puzzle. She said one little thing goes wrong and then it gets in your head, kind of like this seasonal effective thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It gets in your head. And then once it's in your head, it's like the yips. You can't get it out of your head. And then boom. <laughs> Like yeah, it's I mean, organizational. They lost seven straight games after winning. It's unbelievable. I believe, seven straight games to start the season. Well, and and he he has this Super Bowl ring, right? He has one. He is rich beyond his imagination. He has a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Mm-hmm. Let's let's sit on the couch for a little bit. Well, and you had mentioned that uh, his brother will always have two. I, I don't think he cares about that because no. Travis has made it very apparent that so Travis I, wouldn't be Travis without Jason. When, when I said that, I didn't realize he had won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So now that I know that he's got a Super Bowl ring, who cares? Who cares? You are going into the Hall of Fame. You're a six-time All-Pro. You have a Super Bowl ring. You are going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Let, let's just sit on the couch. We've done enough. It's hard to walk away, though. You know that, Scott. If someone told you right now, 
you've done enough. Go spend your money. Go live down south somewhere. You still wouldn't do it because you enjoy what you do. 13 seasons with the same team. That's right. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> now, don't go retiring on me. Right. Alex in KCK. Alex, good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me on today. And an interesting comment about the Mahone or yeah. Kelsey. I, you know, you're so honest here. You guys really bring a great form to your your show, and I think that's awesome. And seasonal affect disorder is so amazing. Some people have it all the time. You know, you get through one season, you're doing okay, and you get to the next one. I'm uh, I'm homebound. I have epilepsy and a paralyzed stomach, so I don't get all a lot. So, but I feel very very happy that I have all these resources that you guys provide to give us some effort towards maybe solving some of these problems before they ever start. Uh, and, uh, boy, I just don't know, you know, the tough times that we're going through right now, I think everybody needs a hand up every once in a while and, and be, you know, nice to people. I feel so sad when I drive down the highway and I see these people out in eight-degree weather yep. trying to collect a dollar. I don't know what they need it for, but... You know, these things are happening all around us. So we're very lucky that we have heat, we have ex- uh, air conditioning, Amen. we have stuff to live with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that's disturbing to me is my, my kid lives out in Albuquerque, and so much of our social life is involved in just social media, and, you know, people aren't getting motivated to go places and to do things. And it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> but thank you for the awesome forum. My mother loves your show. Aww. I love your show. We listen to you every day. Well, you tell your mom hi for us, Alex, too. Will you do that? You bet. Well, she's probably listening. Aww. <laughs> what, what, what's her name, Alex? Carol. Oh, Carol. Carol. Sweet Carol. Hello, Carol. Hello, Carol. Sweet Carol. Uh, the Emmys were last night. I bounced back and forth. I saw some of it. Um, did you see uh, Christina Applegate come out? Oh. oh, my word. Standing ovation for Christina Applegate, who, as you know, is living with uh, multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing speech by Kiernan Culkin, where he got very emotional, thanked his mom. He's He is the character in um, Succession. I mean, just period. period. He yeah. is that show to me. And at the very end, he looked at his wife and he said, and you know what else? I want another one. Talking about his children. He said, you said I could have another one maybe if I won tonight. I want another one. That's oh, wow. what he said from oh, the stage. Is that right? It was absolutely oh, lovely. And then Bear won everything. That's all you need to know. Uh, outstanding drama series. Secession was the winner in mm-hmm. that one. Uh, uh, of the nominees, though, Andor, the Star Wars show. Okay. Better Call Saul, The Crown, yep. House of the Dragon, Last of Us, White Lotus, Yellow Jackets. Uh, the lead in Beef won, which I still say, everyone, please run, do not walk and see Beef. It, that is the dramedy which starts with a near fender bender in a parking lot. Honk! Where we've all done the road rage thing. And then she follows him, he follows her, and it escalates in two hours of just jaw-dropping, shocking, murderous hilarity. It's very good, and it's winning a lot of awards. Beef, Run, Do Not Walk. Uh, Beef won Outstanding Limited Series. Yep. Um, God, it's good. The winner for Outstanding Lead Actor was Kieran Culkin for Secession. Outstanding Lead Actress was Sarah Snook for Secession. Yep. 
Um, outstanding have- supporting actor in a drama, Matthew McFadden for Succession. My God, that... Uh, Bear won everything else. Bear and Secession won everything. But but I looked this up last night, and I mention this because I know you are all asking the same thing. I watched two episodes of Bear, and it was so... On Sam's recommendation, all the sports guys' recommendation, it is high-strung, stressful restaurant business. Oh, it He's is pure chef, chaos. Pure chaos. Yeah. And after the second one, I was like... This is so stressful, I can't watch this. But if you notice, it won last week at the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. It won everything this week at the Emmys under comedy or musical. Let me assure you, it is neither a comedy nor a musical. What they did was they strategically entered it into the comedy category. And there are some lines that are funny. It is certainly not a comedy. Because they knew they didn't want to go up against succession. succession. But is that fair? No. I mean, I would say there is a strong comedic element to the show Bear, though. Especially if you've worked in the restaurant industry. But not in your traditional sense of a comedy. I mean, like yeah, it's the, chaotic and depressing. So, so here's the other deal. If, if you are actually a comedy, you're mad that Bear wormed its way into your category and took home everything oh, so because you know, when I think comedy, I think Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus mm-hmm. where it is just boom, 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 boom. You are laughing so hard you can't breathe. It is a comedy. We all know what a comedy is. Mm-hmm. Bear is not a comedy. I wouldn't even know. I don't even think I would call it a dramedy, Sam. I think it's a drama with comedic elements. So he- here is who Bear beat in the comedy series. Abbott Elementary, which is on ABC. Absolutely a comedy. Uh, Barry, never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jury Duty. Hilarious. Uh, The Bear Beat the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Comedy. Okay. Uh, The Bear Beat one of your favorite shows, Only Murders in the Building. And see, I will tell you, Scott, Only Murders in the Building is a comedy with drama elements. Bear is a 99% drama with, with a little with bit of some, comedic some humor humorous lines in it but all of those that you just named are comedies I would be furious oh, no. if I was oh, no. in that category. Uh Wednesday, never heard of it. Uh the Bear also beat Ted Lasso. Oh. But does it have to be slapstick and happy-go-lucky to be comedy? I mean no. some of the greatest comedians no. in the world never say anything happy. Ted Lasso is you- a dramedy. There's drama in Ted Lasso, I would say. Oh, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. But but there's also a lot of comedy in it. It's very funny. I looked it up. I Googled last night, why is Bear and bingo on Google? The first thing that pops up is a comedy? I, I've never seen it. I, I, I would have no idea. Of all of the things on that list, I mean, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, hello, she plays a comedian. Um, the one that you mentioned you had not heard of, Barry... The lead in Barry, next to Henry Winkler, is one of my favorite comics of all time that does the Dateline impression, Scott, from Saturday Night Live. And and it's about a murderous um, actor, uh, Bill Hader. But that's Bill Hader's show. That's way more of a comedy than Barry. Why would they even allow it into the comedy category and then allowing it into the comedy category? Well, even even but then locally, why allow it to win? Even locally with the Emmys. 
uh, of which my husband is the president, and yes, he has a gavel. Even locally, when Doesn't you really. are um, submitting stories, there's an art to what category you submit it. Like, I remember submitting one of my stories under business and entrepreneur something instead of investigative because I knew that category, we would have a better shot at it. But I do think it at least has to have the elements that you're talking about at the level of the Golden Globes and the... I mean, is it going to be... What do we have left in the awards season? It wouldn't be an Oscar, because those are movies. We have the SAG-AFTRA awards, correct? They have not happened yet. And, and we, we have SAG-AFTRA and we have the Oscars, but you don't do TV for the Oscars. Okay, so they've basically swept everything that they can up until SAG-AFTRA. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of don't think it should be allowed, but I also understand well, and, why they did it. And, and I, I'm looking through this, and... <clears throat> There, there are some, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. Star Wars got nominated for a lot of categories and didn't win a single thing. You need to watch Beef. Ted Lasso gets nominated for a bunch of categories, doesn't win a single thing. Come on. Final season. Come on. Did you see, oh my gosh, Hannah Waddingsworth last night? Oh my God, she is gorgeous. Scott, that She's woman's beautiful. dress last She's night. She's beautiful. Oh. She's a beautiful woman. Oh. 913-586-7798, 586-7798, Sam Stevie the Third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Here on KMBZ, it is 88 degrees here in the studio. Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, stick around. We have some updated numbers about how many people went to the Chiefs game with 10 fingers and toes. Oh. And then maybe this week are in a rehab unit with fewer than they had Saturday. And it's not just a rehab unit, actually. It's the burn unit. And like, we're going to talk like, about that. Like you go to mm -hmm. Arrowhead with 10 digits. Yep. And you come back with nine? Or seven. Or oh. four. Or down a couple of earlobes. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while, we get some mail here at the radio station. <laughs> yeah. And you always know it's suspicious when they only provide you with their zip code. Well, they don't want anyone tracking their whereabouts hmm. at the governmental level. They're not hard to find. <laughs> Dear Dana. Oh, God. I intercepted this one in the mail room yeah. downstairs. I don't open anything that looks... Actually, I don't open anything, period. Do not send mail here. Uh, I, I did open it, and I read it. Dear Dana, uh -huh. now that you've swallowed the red pill regarding the public execution of our president, John F. Kennedy... Oh. You won't be able to unswallow it. Hence. Hence, comma, you may be interested to know the following. And then this person goes through a litany of things that you need to be aware of regarding the second rifle, the 7.65 oh, Masur. Yep. Um, a professional killer who makes a single killing shot from a concealed position okay. and then vanishes Look. is a conspiracy. I don't. Doubt that it is, but it doesn't keep me up at night because we're never going to know. Dana, this guy 
I know it's double front and back page, handwritten. This is definitely a more than one letter. Is it Eric Bushman? We should probably ask you that. Is that Eric Bushman? It is not Eric Bushman. This person claims to be a 74 year old man. I believe it. He was probably there when all this went down. Retired policeman. I former Green Beret medic. Believe it. I stand with my original comment that if you missed the show that we talked about this, there is a documentary called JFK: What the Doctors saw. Mm-hmm. It is the definitive, definitive documentary because they interview all of the emergency room trauma surgeons mm-hmm. that were in trauma room one when Kennedy was wheeled in and every single one of them say the same thing. It was an entry wound at the base of the neck just above his necktie. Can meaning, I- meaning Oswald killed him with the shot to the back of the head. That mm-hmm. blew his head off. Mm-hmm. But the first shot to the neck came from the front. They all say the same thing. You know there's a crazy theory surrounding that? I don't think it's crazy. I believe the doctors. No, there's a crazy theory surrounding how that shot was taken. Tell me. You talking about the magic bullet theory? No, the uh, shot coming from the front of JFK. There is this crazy theory, and I haven't looked into it into a long t- for a long time, but the thought is, is after the first shot missed... The Secret Service turned around and re- tried to react so quickly yeah. that one of them accidentally fired their gun. That they shot it? Yeah. And killed him? Yep. Here's what I think. Huh. Always. Two things can be true at the same time. Always. You always have to remember that. So it can be true that Oswald fired the shot to the back of the head, and I believe that he did. But it can also be true that someone over that fence... Shot the shot that went through Through his the front of his neck. neck. Did they have to be working together? No. More than one group wanted to see the president dead. I believe firmly that then after all of that happened, they swept it up and covered it up and thought, look, we don't even want to know. Johnson is on tape saying we got to get rid of this front bullet theory because we don't want to go to war. Well, I would make the argument that at any given time, uh, there are any number of group groups of people that want the president dead. And if given the chance, would take that shot. God forbid. Uh, just for the record, in case they're listening, I believe everything the government tells me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't. I think <laughs> they did not conspire on the front end, but I think they conspired on the back end to get rid of all the evidence. And let's make it look like this was just Oswald because we don't want a war. Here's what I don't understand. How is it that 60 years after the fact, Somebody is still writing letters to radio stations. I know. Dana? Because, Scott, when that generation passes, it's over. They're they're never going to release the redacted stuff. And half the stuff that was redacted, I do believe, was was doctored after his body got to Bethesda. But this guy is writing us literally pages upon pages about the JFK assassination. And I appreciate his passion. I do, too. I don't don't want to take anything away from it. You and I I weren't even on the planet. I can't go down that rabbit hole. From the text line, and thank you, text line, for being way smarter than I am. The theory that I was referencing is from JFK, The Smoking Gun. It is a documentary. I will go look for JFK, The Smoking Gun. When we get back, this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy went to the Chiefs game. And now that little piggy's dead. Oh, God. We've got numbers. How many people lost fingers? How many people lost toes? And why are they all in the burn unit? When Dana and Parks continues. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime.
at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.